You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Hello, good afternoon. Today we're going to begin the fourth chapter of the Tractate of Terumot. So far, we've covered questions about who can give truma and who can't, what kinds of food can be given, the concept of like for like, whether it's to do with purity or impurity, species diversity, quality. When we give truma, we give truma that is like what the, the which is like the produce which we're seeking to exempt. We've talked about mistakes with truma, partners and agents, questions of speech and intention. We've learned that intention is crucial in giving truma. And we close chapter three with questions of truma given by foreigners. And now, as we enter chapter four, we're going to start getting into numbers and quantities. And from the numbers and quantities, we're starting, going to start to get into mixtures. So chapter four is a quantity-based chapter. It begins with two disputes between Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim, which focus on how we measure truma or, or ma'aser, tithe, which have been t- partially taken from a heap. And the mission begins, Amafrish miktsat truma umasrot. Someone who takes some truma and ma'asrot. Maybe we can visualize an enormous vat of wine or an enormous heap of corn, and we're only able to take some of the truma or some of the ma'aser, which is required from the heap or from the vat. Maybe we intend to give to a levy who's not there, or to a kohen is not there. Maybe there's some other reason why we're not able to take all the truma that's required. So the Mishnah says, Hamafrish mi ktsat truma umasrat. Someone takes some of the truma and the ma'aser, the truma and the tithes which are required. And goes on to say, Motsimi menu truma alav. He can take, he can carry on taking truma from that heap for that heap itself. And the Chachamim go on to say, The Chachamim say you can't take truma from that heap for a different, a different heap of corn or a different vat of wine. What are the Chachamim saying? Essentially, they're saying that that pile of wheat is partially exempt. And we've already learned that when you give truma, you cannot, you may not give truma from produce which is exempt. Remember the concept of like for like. We can't give truma from produce which is exempt. And by beginning the truma process, we've made this pile partially exempt. So we can take more truma for the benefit of the pile itself, but not for another heap of corn or a heap of wheat or vat. And Rabbi Meir is going to disagree. Rabbi Meir says, Af. You can take truma and maser for different wheat, different corn, different wine. Where is Rabbi Meir coming from? Well, he seems to have an idea, and we'll see this again in the second Mishnah, because the dispute between the Chachamim and Rabbi Meir is repeated in the second Mishnah of this chapter. 
Rabbi Meir seems to have an idea that we can divide the heap into two. Intellectually, let's think about the right-hand half, perhaps, as being exempt from trauma, because we've taken some trauma, and the left-hand half as being still liable for trauma. The left-hand half is still untithed. So Rabbi Meir would say, well, from this theoretical left-hand half, or maybe from this theoretical, um, maybe, maybe, there, maybe there's more than one vat of wine. It, the, the analogy is really difficult for a vat of wine. Maybe there's different barrels of wine rather than one single vat. From the barrels on the left or from the heap on the left, you can carry on taking trimmer for produce which is elsewhere in your storehouse. That's essentially the, the dispute in the first Mishnah of the chapter. And the dispute continues in the second Mishnah. This relates specific, now we're segueing out of Truma into Ma'aser. Mishayor Perotav Bat Mugura. Someone had his produce in a storehouse. Venatan Se'a Leven Levi. Usa'a Le'ani. He gave a Se'a. A Se'a is a measure of volume. One Se'a to a Levi and one Se'a to a poor person. We must be in years three and six of the sabbatical cycle when the second tithe goes to the poor rather than going to Jerusalem. The first tithe always goes to a Levi. So we're, we're in the world of tithes, of Masrot. We're not in the world of Truma here. But we haven't, we haven't taken Maaser for the whole of the produce in the storehouse. We've only taken Maaser in the quantity of one Seir for one Levi. And again, maybe we have, maybe we have, uh, uh, maybe, maybe the owner wants to give um, Maaser to a different Levi the next day for the rest of the heat. Let's see what Rabbi Meir says. Rabbi Meir says, Mafrish ad in ve'ochlin. Rabbi Meir says he can take out eight sayers, eight sa'in of produce from the heap and he can eat them straight away. Divrei Rabbi Meir. What is Rabbi Meir saying? Let's think about a total of 10 sa'in of produce. We know we owe 10% of ma'aser to a levi and 10% to a poor person in years three and three, three in years three and years six. If we can visualize that it was 10 se'in of produce, we've given one, we've given 10% to a levi, we've given 10% to a poor person, we've got eight left over. According to Rabbi Meir, we can eat those eight straight away. They're no more liable. But the Chachamim will not have it. He can only separate out according to the quantity, i.e. he has to reckon the quantities he's given to the Levi and to the poor people in proportion to everything which is in that heap. And you can see where Chachamim are coming from. They want to ensure that people are incentivized to take Maser at the right time in the right quantity and give them to the right person. And if someone is in a position where he can't eat anything from his storehouse until he's taken all of his trimmer and his Maser, that's a very strong incentive to pay his 
to, to give his dues on time, if effectively a, an incentive to pay taxes on time. That seems to be where Chachamim are coming from. Then the Mishnah is now going to go on, in the third Mishnah of the chapter, to talk about how much truma we're going to give. And we've looked at some of these quantities before. The Mishnah is going to play in terms of parts. So um, someone who's generous, a 40th, that is one part in 40. Beit Shammai say, we don't go by Beit Shammai, but Beit Shammai um, very often are rich. And Beit Shammai say, no, if you're generous, you give one 30th, one part in 30. The average is a 50th, 2%. And if you're stingy, you give a 60th, which is 1.66. Remember, by the way, that we're not going to measure these out accurately. We can measure the produce, which is to be assessed for trimmer. But when we give the trimmer itself, remember, we've already learned in the first chapter, that we're going to just estimate how much we give. However, the Mishnah continues. Chazar Hosif. If he came and... Let's say he, he gave some truma, he estimated it, but he wanted to give more. Chazar of So if he's given, and he's given in the proportion of one in 60, his truma is valid, he does not need to give truma again. So what if he came back? So what if, what if he did decide to go back and give more? The Mishnah says, Chayav Bumasrot. What's the Mishnah saying here? It, it's, he's obligated in tithes. The Mishnah is essentially saying that what he's given is not truma. He can give, he can give to a Kohen, that's fine. But the produce is not truma, and therefore it's liable to tithes, i.e. he has to take out the extra 10% for the Levi and the extra 10% to eat in Jerusalem or to give to the poor. If he found, of course, that it was only one six, it was only one in 61. In other words, if he found that he hadn't given the right produce, he hadn't given the right quantity, then the Mishnah, um, then the Mishnah uh, continues, Yachzov, Yitrom, then of course he can go back and he can take more truma, Kamot Shehu Lamud, just as much as he is used to giving. And then he, the Mishnah says he can measure it. When he's topping up, he can measure it. He can measure it, or he can weigh it, or he can count it. Um, and Rabbi Yehuda adds an extra qualification. When you're giving extra trumah like this, you can even take it from somewhere which is not close by, i.e. not from the same heap. You have to, you've discovered that you're short on trumah. You have to add, you can add even from somewhere far away. That's the end of the third Mishnah. Tomorrow we will get into more boundary cases to do with agency and with people who wanted to give over and above. We'll come back to that tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>